Yo, what's up, everybody? Since you guys all know it is tax season, I want you guys to know that today's sponsor is brought to you by Magnolia Tax Services. If you're a business owner or a high-earning individual, take control of your finances with the tailored tax planning services of Magnolia Tax Services. Their team of certified public accounts and enrolled agents specializes in maximizing savings for individuals and businesses by utilizing the latest tax laws and strategies. From complex business structures to high net worth individuals, they'll develop a customized plan to minimize your tax liability and increase your bottom line. Don't leave money on the table. Contact our partners at Magnolia Tax Services today for a consultation and get a $100 credit towards your service by clicking the link in the show notes. That's right, guys. Like I said in the beginning, it is tax season, so you want to make sure you tap in with my guys at Magnolia Tax Service today. And once again, that link is in the show notes, and now we'll get right into the show. Yo, 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 welcome back to the greatest show on earth, the Man That Mindsets podcast. I'm your host, Xavier. But before we get this show started, I would like to advise all the listeners, all the watchers, if y'all mess with the channel, y'all find our channel valuable, y'all find the show valuable, to hit that subscribe button, hit that five-star review, rating, share, like, all those things. We're trying to run those numbers up, so if y'all could do that, like I said, I would greatly appreciate it. And getting right into the show. I got another special guest, this guy that's killing it, man. He's been tapped in with the show for a minute, so I'm, I'm happy to have him on. It's my guy, Abram Mitchell. What's good, bro? Welcome to the show. What's popping, bro? What's good? I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me on, bro. Definitely, definitely. Ready to man. get the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. We finna, we, finna, we, finna do, we finna do the damn thing, man. So let's just get straight to it. So for the people, this may be their first time hearing hearing you or seeing you. Get some uh, brief background on yourself. So um, I'm originally from Louisiana, born in New Orleans. That's where a lot of my family lineage come from. Okay. But I ra- I was raised in Baton Rouge. So okay. That's where you know I went to high school, went to um, primary school, and uh, I mean I'm gonna just skip straight to the point. I went to college in Lafayette, and that's where ultimately I got into real estate. Okay. So got my first deal wholesaling real estate. Immediately dropped out and dropped <laughs> he out. said immediately. Yeah, like I was. <laughs> I mean, bro, school always been second nature to me. And what I mean by that is I was one of those kids that I was the class clown. Right. And it wasn't because, like, well, basically, I was a class clown because I was bored. Like, I right. never really had to sit there and pay attention. Like, I always knew how to finesse getting an A on the test. Like, it wasn't as far as, like, cheating on people and stuff, but I just don't know. Like, when it came to test time, pressure on, I'm going to perform. So... I didn't really have to do too much to, you know, be caught up in my schoolwork. So with all the free time, I'll just be talking, entertaining people in class. <laughs> the teachers always tell me, like, all your friends is flunking out right now, but you doing good and they you you kind of distracting them right now. You know what I'm saying? So like at a young age, that's when I started like realizing that. I mean, I don't want to feel like I'm bragging on myself, but I, you know, you got certain people like when they walk in the room. Like, they kind of command the energy yeah, yeah. in the room. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, one of the things that I started learning real early is that that could be a, a good way or a bad or way. Or a bad way. You, you kind of decide that, you know, so. Mm-hmm. So you said you you got into a wholesaling in yeah. college. You did your first deal. Yeah. Then you dropped. What was the, so what was the first deal? So I made 35000 on that first deal. Yeah. First, that's that, that's a good, yeah. that's a good, that's a good entry start yeah. to real estate. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right. So how, how, what kind of deal was that? How did that, how did that was, play out? I mean, it was just, you know, a house, single-family crib. Um, called up this client. They had two houses, actually. So that one deal turned into two. But 
We put it on the contract for 100000 sold it for 135 It took about, from my first day learning wholesaling, it took about 180 days to close my first deal. Really? So yeah. about, what's that, like six six months? Yeah. yeah about six months well, Yeah, was... somewhere around that time. Yeah, yeah. So Okay. It yeah, wasn't that's... that long. That's you know, in my shoes. Ain't yeah, like that's not long, bro. Yeah, to get exactly. At that time, what you, 18, 19? Yeah, I know I was 20. You was 20, so okay. So I'm 25 right now. Okay. That feel a little, I feel old. <laughs> I <laughs> made 25 bro. last month. I'm used to being the younger, but when you, it, you was just talking about that earlier. Yeah. When you hit 25, it's like, all right. Yeah, you feel grown. Yeah, that's you, you feel really a little different, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Some of that wrist might have fell off. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> wrist tolerance. That I'm wrist like, tolerance oh, start, it start going down a little bit. The older you get, you like, yeah. oh, shit, let me, let me relax a little bit. So what even, what got you on to real estate to begin with? So I want, I want to kind of back it up a little bit. Okay. So I grew up in a household like where my parents, there was hustlers. Okay. Like, I ain't watch parents getting up, going to a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, my daddy, he a hustler. Like, he had his dad coming up. He come up in the trenches. Like, you know, so I'm seeing them busting their ass to basically give us what they never had. You know, you, you got that story where it's like my parents did their best, but my dad wasn't in my life. My mom, same situation. And, like, basically their whole goal is to – do for us what they couldn't what do they for themselves. So I watched them get up and hustle every day. They own the um, glass company. So mm. basically repairing and replacing windshields. Okay. They done, I done been with them through the ringer. Like <laughs> they done sold uh, food, uh, food plates out of trucks. Like I said, my dad, yeah. he, he's a hustler. He's a two-time offender. So okay. he had to get his mind right. And that was when I came, you know, so. Uh, that's when they started the glass business, and I'm just saying it again. I watched them hustle a lot, and then when I got to college, I got into the glass business myself. Really? Yeah. So like mm. that entrepreneur spirit, like was all was already there. It was always there. Again, I ain't see my parents clocking in the jobs. I got a job when I was in um, senior in high school. That my first job, I got one at Home Depot, and I was working at Lumber, and I just remember like. And I just remember being in there because I wouldn't get out till like two o'clock in the morning. I closed. So like Home Depot would close at like eleven o'clock, but it take like another two, three hours to clean up everything. Right. And I just remember this one, this one Drake dropped views. This was in 2016. I just remember riding home, listening to views, and I'm like, this ain't I it. I gotta change this. <laughs> this ain't it for me, dog. <laughs> like this ain't it. I was I, I man, it was this this um this woman that worked there, I forget her name. And we were just, you know, everybody talking on their break. And she was like, I've been working here for uh, 30 years. And I'm making, she was making like, probably like $25, $30 an hour. And that was the scariest thing for me. Like, I was looking at her and I was just like, I'm going to do exactly years. what you, like, I'm going to do the opposite a, of what right. you do. Like, so by like within the next few weeks, I had left that job. That's when um, I went to college. In my first year in college, I was broke. Like, I was broke. I ain't had nothing. I had a car that I could barely put gas in. I had friends that, like, my friends, this is my boys, my day ones. But I'd be like, hey, we going home this weekend because home was like an hour and a half away. The main reason I'm telling them come hop in with me because I'm like, y'all got five, ten on the gas. So we, could, <laughs> so we could, that ain't the main reason. But still, like, right. I remember being at points like that, just not being able to, put gas in my car going on I remember like 
I went on a date for my birthday. I guess it's good because it was my birthday, but I ain't had no money. And I was telling the chick, I was like, man, I left my wallet at home. But the whole time, I really ain't had no money. She had to, she paid for it and everything. But it was just going through things like that that ultimately got me into, you know, the glass company. Because my first year, I just didn't have a job. I just went to college. And then by the time that first year was over, my plan was to go hop in the plant. Because that's what you do in Louisiana. You hop in the plant. That didn't really work out, so I just picked up the glass company. I'm like, Dad, like, put me on this glass business, and I started doing that. I started making money doing that, and uh, I ultimately went and got my own, like, car wash up where I lived, where I was at in Lafayette. So basically what I do is I work out a deal with a car wash where I might pay you five, $600 a month to be on your location. And my main hustle was somebody will pull up with a chip on their windshield and I'll repair it. Right. And insurance covered it. So it was free of charge for them. It took about five, ten minutes. You had a full-service car wash. People already waiting to get their car wash. So I knock out about five to seven of them. I'm making like $300 in a day. Right. So my sophomore year of college, I'm, I'm starting to make money. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling good about it. I'm, I'm like, shoot, I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? I'm, when you at zero... Anything above zero feel make you like feel even make you feel down there like you balling. So yep. you know, at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a growth junkie. So did that for enough time, and it, it got seasons in the way it get real slow. So I was looking for the next play, and um, like I mentioned, my father's an entrepreneur. He he had the glass business, and then when fireworks season came around, did the fireworks stand. So I was at about like 13 years old. I started running that stand. I started running it like get up and open the stand at 6 a.m. I'm there. I'm telling grown men what to do. That's like 30, you know what I'm saying? 35, 40, because I'm the son. Right. So I'm making the register drops, making sure the money good, making sure we ain't got no fake hundreds, making sure people working. I'm, I'm a youngin' doing that. And that was like, it gave me a lot of experience, you know, where I'm at now. So right. it came a time where I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm a open up the fireworks stand and laugh yet. Like, I'm not going to step on my pop's toes and do it where he at, but I'm going to get the game, go do it in another city. city yeah. So I was going to do that. I was looking for locations. And I remember uh, my dad's sister, so my aunt, she, um, my uncle, her husband, she married. This, this man was doing real estate. And he was, like, building yeah, houses. Yeah, okay. he was building houses. So I'm like. Man, let me call him up and, you know, like he was, I always tell my dad, I say, hey, your sister or uh, husband, that's my rich dad. <laughs> I'm not going to say you my poor dad, but you the <laughs> one that taught me the white collar, I mean, the blue collar hustle. Right. And he the one that, that brought me into this white collar world because mm -hmm. it's a little different. You it's know? different. I, and I remember the first time I called him up and kind of asked somebody, I was like, oh, he was telling me, like, you got to get your credit right. You need to, like, you know, finish school, get some money. And then... You know, it turned into me eventually flying out there and, you know, con in Nashville. So that's where he stayed okay. at. And kind of seeing, you know, what he had going on there. So I just fast forward a little bit. Eventually, you know, just through having convos with him, he told me, he was like, man, they got this little 19-year-old. It might have was Paul, but they got a little 19-year-old <laughs> making six figures, making six figures of in real estate. And you don't need no license. You don't need no credit. So I'm like... Man, I, that, that's what I was looking for. Like, this this is what I wanted you to tell me from the first from the time jump. I asked you right. about real estate. But um, at the end of the day, it's a time and place for everything. So mm -hmm. he finally mentioned that to me. And that's ultimately where I just fell in love with wholesaling real estate. 
Like I just started doing research. I started looking at wholesaling elite live that podcast, mm-hmm. uh, real estate disruptors. It's a lot of them out there, and I started seeing like young kids, nineteen, twenty, Get you know, it. under under twenty five, getting it Get in up. the game. So I'm like, all right, cool, let's do this, you know. And and I'm head first with everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, what happened was I, I'm I'm a new. So shout out to the news. I was uh, <laughs> going to. I'm, I'm, I'm involved with everything I do. So I was vice pole mark of the chapter, and due to having good grades, I um, got flown out to this conference in Atlanta. So what I did was they flew me out to Atlanta, and I called them, and I said, make my flight return and go to Nashville. Because I was like, bro, I got to get to Nashville and I told my um, uncle, I said, put me in front of be- the best wholesaler you know in town. So uh, this in 2018, summer of 2018. So I get to Nashville, had a meeting with, the, uh, with one of these guys. He, he was a little older, but he had been doing deals. And he was just getting back from this event, like a mastermind. So he really just started pointing me in the, the right direction I needed to be in. He was just telling me, like, bro, just start just, just start. start. Like I just always go ahead. You can. No, no. You he said just. Yeah. No, I was just, just reiterating. Just go ahead, and he was like, you know, he just kept saying, "Don't get paralysis by analysis." Mm. You know, just do it, do, just it. do it. So, I um, flew back home, and I that's what I did. Like I got to it, and I was still having my glass business. That was a blessing because I was funneling that money to into real my real estate company. So I'm out there at the car wash. Anybody from Louisiana know in the summer it's a hundred, it's over a hundred degrees. Humidity, everything. I'm outside sweating, doing the car wash jobs, and at the same time making my first calls in the real estate game. Mm. So multitasking. Yeah. That, that. And then you so you said your first your first deal you did you got thirty five racks. So and then you said you went to school and dropped out. Yeah, I dropped out. <laughs> so when I flew to Nashville, I came back this around August of 2018. I tried doing it on my own for a little bit. Then I'm like, all right, I gotta find some more guidance. So I bought this course. Uh, and it basically streamlined everything for me. Really? You know, and that's what, like, told me, get these tools, get this. And that's when I started, you know, just making calls, reaching out to people, came across that, you know, that first seller. And it was this guy, he had he had two properties, I remember, and he wanted a price for them. And it worked, you know. So, basically, we put the two houses under contract. The first one was for 100 and it closed. We sold it at 135 It closed in October. So... I kept saying, look, wherever I get my first deal, that's where I'm going to be at. So I didn't mention I was also trying to do deals in Lafayette at the same time. It was Lafayette and Nashville. So I said, look, wherever I get a deal at first, that's where I'm going to be at. So we closed the first deal in Nashville. And you made the last deal since. I dropped out. I finished, now I finished that semester because it was like, what, 30 days left in it? But, shoot, immediately after that, when that semester dropped, I mean, all finished, I dropped out. Mm. Packed up my car and gone straight to Nashville. And what 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 was what was the aftermath for that? After closing the deal, after dropping out, what happened? Did you just start keep doing so, deals? So what happened was, you you know I mentioned we had two houses, right? So I'm like, all right, we got this first closing. I'm dropping out. I lined up the second closing on the day that I was getting to Nashville. So it, it's actually a humbling experience. I got to Nashville and that deal fell through on the day of closing. Mm. So like, you 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 talking to somebody that you got blessed in the real estate. What I mean by that is wholesaling is getting blessed in the real estate. Like 
if you put yourself in a situation where you could go talk to somebody, and make money. get them to sign a contract, and then sell that piece of paper, then it's like, what, what else is better than that? So I'm thinking, hey, real estate is all peaches and creams. Like, this is the best thing ever. Man, I got there, dropped out the day of closing, and then I was basically at a at a uh, crossroads like I could either put up the money to buy this house or I could just walk away from this uh seller and it was a telling moment for me it speaked a lot to my character because something in me told me look we just go have to do what we got to do to perform on this deal so we got with a hard money lender and I had like I would say I had like 13,000 in my account at that time I spent 10 to buy that house and this the day that i dropped out and moved to nashville so i'm like i'm like damn did i make did i make the right decision like shit i might need to you know go back but you know that's just thoughts that come into your head but ultimately bought that deal uh put some money into it closed it like 30 days later made 17 off of that had another deal closed within that time frame made 20 off of that so it, it started getting rolling when I got here to Nashville. So how many deals have you done now to date? Right now, so I'm at about 190. You did one 190 yeah. deals? Give or take. <laughs> 190 transactions. So. Jesus. And that's damn. It might be at 200 now. For I, don't, real? I don't know. You know. It's somewhere around there. How you how you cracking out this many deals so many that fast? Man, it was just building that company, the team. So like the first thing, like I knew early, like, okay, 35 grand, that's life changing money. But I'm not here to be a one-hit wonder, you Facts. know? Like, I'm young, you know? I could I could spend 35 quick, you know? Like I said, I had 13 in my account by the time I moved to Nashville because I had already spent some money. And, you know, I put it back in the business. I made my first hire, but I was already focused on where can I put this money to make it consistent? How can I build a business out of this? So I started investing in the mentorship. I spent, like, 50 grand on mentorship my first year in the business. Just going to events. Um, I remember I went to an event on my birthday, on my 21st birthday. Uh, then that, that summer, I joined the mastermind. That was like 25000 on its own. But it was all teaching me, you know, how to focus on building a team. You know, building a team because at the end of the day, I could do all this hustling all I want. I could go to lock up these deals and sell them all I want. But at the end of the day, it's better when you got other people doing it for you because – not as t- um, buying some of your time back. Mm. So that was my main focus, you know, from those first few deals is how can I teach somebody else to do this mm-hmm. for me? What's the, what's the biggest deal you done? Biggest wholesale deal? Yeah. A hundred. So I did a hundred thousand dollar wholesale deal. Now I, I do new construction too. Are you okay? You doing? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it, every year in the business is like growth, you know? So some people, at the end of the day, they wholesale, and that's all they want to do is wholesale, wholesale, wholesale. But, again, like, I, I started selling deals to these investors and seeing them really hit the lick. And it took for me uh, making 24K on a wholesale deal and seeing that person flip that deal and make 200. And I was like, all right. Not, that's the cool. next step for me. That's motivated. I'm not a hater, you know what I'm saying? But, but it's it, motivation. It, it motivated me, you know what I'm saying? So the next time around – what. What I, I got good at is, as a wholesaler, you got to understand that we the ones that got our um, ear closest to the ground. Yep. And what I mean by that is, we're, we're at the forefront of the deal. 
So we're the ones that's putting in the work, getting in the trenches to ultimately control that contract. And then we go find somebody to buy this deal from me. So it's like, you got to think of it. If somebody willing to pay me 10, 20, 30, 40, like I said, $100,000 for a deal, they obviously got to be going to make more money out of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I, I and it, it sounds obvious, yeah. but a lot of people don't realize that. You don't realize that because mm. you get 10, 20, 30, you like, shit, I'm minding my business. You think I ain't worried about what that man doing. Exactly. And it really come when you, you, you see somebody make 200 on a deal, and when you see that first Uncle Sam check come through. Yep. And you like, hold up. We ain't got too many write offs in this wholesale game, you know? And, and one of the major benefits of owning real estate is tax. is tax, you know, protecting yourself. But I got good at looking at, okay, I'm selling this situation to an investor. Let me, you know, um, ask him how is he um, executing this deal. So walk me through this. I'm going to sell you this deal. Uh, when I was, at the end of the day, this around 2020, 2019, market going crazy. Like Nashville is top three in real estate markets. And at one point, we was appreciating 25% a month. And it's like across the board, and you had certain parts of town that was 100%. Like, you'll see a house sell for a million in April, and that same house will sell for like 1.8 million three months later. That's crazy. So it was crazy. The market was just running so fast. And so at that point, basically, um, I started just seeing, okay, this guy's, I'm selling him this deal. He's about to go ahead and HPR, split the lots up, sell one of the lots, sell the house, and make six figures on the deal. So what I start, uh, what I find out basically is I need to start connecting with these lenders. I need to find out who putting up the money to buy to this. buy this. Because Nashville, bro, the average deal you go buy in Nashville is about at least two fifty to 400000 Right. Before you put money into it to flip it for more. So um, I remember my first flip I took down. This was in 2020. It was the first, like, full flip I did. And basically what I did is I had two deals lined up. And I had this guy that I had been working with selling deals to him. And what I um, basically told him is, look, I'm going to sell you one of these deals at a discount. I could have made 60000 off of it, but I sold it to him and made forty. And then I said this other deal in exchange, show me, you know, who, all, who, who the lender is. Who, who the person with the cash that's putting up, you know, three, four hundred plus the rehab money so I could, you know, get the big check. And basically it's like you borrow a relationship. He called and put me on the phone with that guy, talked me up. And from there, that lender uh, trusted me. Because the number one thing in business is trust. Yep. You know, if you don't trust somebody, then, hey, if you in partnerships that you don't trust them, you need to get out that partnership right now. You know, like, seriously. But um, at the end of the day, I got that relationship from that guy, and I bought my first flip. And it took me about 60 days to do it, but I made 80 grand. So a deal that I normally would make about 20000 on, I bought it, flipped it, flipped and made it. 80 grand on that deal. So from that point, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to buy flips, and my rule was if I could prove that I'm going to double my wholesale fee when I buy that deal, then I'm going to buy You're that gonna deal buy it. and flip it. Okay. That, so, go ahead. No, I was going to say that that, that that make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So, what was the, when you talk about new construction, what's the biggest deal you did regarding new construction? It was my first new construction deal. I made okay. 350. 350? Yeah. <laughs> 350 on one deal. Yeah, that's a big one. 
Yeah, that's it. That, 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 that definitely lets you know, oh, yeah, I ain't going back to wholesaling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like wholesaling, I never let go of the wholesale company. So I, I, I got an office. I got team members in there because my philosophy is like I probably could make more money doing it by myself. But my time and, and experiences are just so much more important. So I'm, my main focus always is how can I put somebody or a system in place Whereas it might cost me a little bit more money, but my time is worth more than that. So if I could free up time here, I could go make more money doing something else. You know what I'm saying? So um, 2020, I did my first flip. 2021 was I did my first new construction deal. And that deal, I was going to wholesale it. Like I, I had an offer. I was going to make 40000 wholesaling that deal. And I looked at it and I'm like, I just sold the deal just like this to, to, it was probably like two deals before that. And it was like the same, when I say just like this, it's just the same situation. Right. So I'm like, man, I don't want to do it. I want to take the 40, but let me just go ahead and, and, and this way it's good to have relationships and people you could call up. I really called my boy up and I was like, man, I got this deal. I ran the situation to him and he was like, he'll like, take it down. He'll like take it down, take it down, go ahead and build it. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and you know get my feet wet with this building stuff. So it was like it was a complex deal. It was this lot, oversized lot. It was zoned where I could split it up and put a property next to the existing property. So what I elected to do is renovate the existing home and build a home next door at the same time. So. Um, with those two houses, that's how I made three hundred fifty thousand on that. And what that what that felt what that felt like when you get that that three fifty check? Man, that three fifty, bro. It was. I don't, bro. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even know. Like it was just you get you. I wouldn't say you get used to it, but like my first deal felt felt like ten million that's because crazy. it was like, bro, I just got to do this x amount of times to make ten million dollars. So it's like, I'll never get that first deal feeling again. Mm -hmm. No, nothing compared to that. Yeah, nothing compared to that. But that that six-figure lets you know I arrived. Like, all right, this, you know, it's, it's serious. No, I could do this. I could do that. I could hit them from all different types of ways. And each, each of those exits going to make me money. You know, so um, it just really, like, that was, that was the addiction was born at that point. <laughs> you know, I just started buying lots. Really? Buying lots, yeah. So now I got fourteen houses in construction right now. Right now, yeah. Oh yeah, you finna you finna check a major bag. Yeah, I got fourteen <laughs> in construction, and <clears throat> honestly, bro, that same month that I made three fifty on that deal, I had some other deals close. I ended up making about five fifty in one month. Really? Yeah, from new construction and some flips closing at the same time. You right, man. Everybody that's listening, y'all watching. And y'all want to get in there. I know some people that's going to hear this. They're going to be like, oh, I'm about to get a new construction. Fuck this. Like, this, 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 that's where it's at, man. So talk about, more talk about how you even, because did you go to a bank to uh, to finance the deal? Yeah. Uh, how, okay, talk talk about how that, that process worked. Bro, I, I mean, a lot of this stuff be luck. Like, I'm really? going to be honest with you, bro. And the definition of luck is when preparation, preparation meets opportunity. Meet opportunity. So you ain't hear me talk about environment. It's frequency. Like, at the end of the day, like, where you at can make or break you. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, you talk about somebody grew up in the hood, nine times out of ten, they go have a hood mentality. You got to yep. break that, you know? Even somebody that came up in the hood and is successful, 
at a certain point, they changed their environment that helped them change their mindset and break that mentality. So me, bro, coming from Louisiana, I got the Nashville with starstruck. Like, and I'm seeing buildings, like skyscrapers in the, in the air, floor to ceiling windows, like just seeing uh, cranes, like Nashville, we got like 50 cranes up at a time. So just seeing that, hearing the fire alarms, you know, somebody that's been to New York or something, you'll know what I'm talking about. Like just hearing all the noise that going with downtown, it was new to me. So my my thing was like when I got to Nashville is I need to get in one of these condos downtown. Like I need to give me some floater ceiling windows. I need to give me my own apartment. And um, I did that. And my first banker was somebody I met in my apartment. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> it was just somebody I knew in my apartment uh, he was a banker, and, you know, I, we exchanged info. We'll, you know, see each other at the pool, hang out a little bit at the apartment, and he was one of the people I contacted, and ultimately he the one that funded, funded, the, the, deal. Yeah, funded the deal for me. So I signed my name on the dotted line next to a $300,000 loan. Well, with the land, it was more than that. It was actually like five. Right. And it, that was another lot. I was nervous doing that, but at the same time you got to take that risk you got to take you you, yeah. you, you, you got to take that risk man you got to and this this uh what's been what's your, what's been the biggest lesson you learned since doing new new construction just as far as regarding real estate so when you get into new construction you got to understand that your cash conversion cycle going to change so deals that I'm normally making like I said that 350 took me a year to get you know that 40 I'd have got that in 30 40 30, days right. so you got to understand that it's going to take you longer to capitalize and, make, and get that check. But at the same time, everybody know bills come. People say every month, but shit, bills come down there every other day. Every, no, facts. <laughs> they come every other day. So cash flow is very, very important. Extremely important. If you're thinking about getting into new construction, you you need to be making money. Like Already. On, on the, yeah, you got to be making money monthly. So if you don't have like a W-2 income job paying you at least like emphasis at least six figures, then you should go the route of going, getting into wholesaling, getting into something that could produce you high income, but could produce it on a monthly basis, you know, 14 to 30 days. Cause you're gonna need money to, to, to execute that project. Land is the biggest risk in real estate. Unless you are using it for a parking lot, which everything, you know, not parking lots, it ain't, it's worthless. You got to develop it. You got to have some type of structure on it for somebody to pay you money for it. Right. So up until you complete that project, you in the hole. It's unrealized gains, like investing into a stock and that shit going all the way down and the company going out of business. Yeah, it looked good on your phone, but you ain't never capitalized. You ain't never capitalized on it. You got to think of new construction like a business. Uh, you don't, they say like a business not successful until it exit. That's facts. Because so, if you, it don't matter what the projections or what the valuation is increasing, if you ain't seeing that, if you haven't seen it yet, it's just on paper. Exactly. So you got to understand that that's what you going up against dealing with new construction. And that's something that shit I learned by doing. Like, <laughs> oh shit, I done bought all these deals, deals that I normally would wholesale. And I went to adding up and I'm looking at the deals that I took down. That's like $400,000. You know, in, in just assignment fees. Right. Just on, a, you know, what it could have been or what it would have been. But, of course, the new construction side is way more than that. It's triple that. Right. So, you know, you got to put it on the line to get to that bigger check. 
and you gotta have to see to do to do that and have the mentality. You gotta have a lot of foresight too. Yeah. You know, like, cause a lot of people gonna fold, knowing like, man, I ain't trying to wait no 10, 12 yeah. months to get this big check. I need a bag right now. I'm gonna just settle for this forty, cause that might be with with some people that might be all really they really care for or want for real. That's a lot to them. Everybody like, goes different. Right. Everybody goes mm -hmm. different, so somebody gonna be okay with the forty. If it's charity, now you got experience, you might be like, "No, nah, I need at least two, two hundred, three hundred for yeah. this. I'm gonna do all this work." So it's it's a uh, you. I, I like that game that you just said. Make sure you either got some W two income, or you got uh, you hold something to get that bread some to, money, bro. to hold you over. Cause you gotta generate income. The thing with entrepreneur, the thing with entrepreneurship that a lot, because a lot of people don't talk about that, bro. Because entrepreneurship is not like a job. Ain't no guarantee check on the first and the, the first of the fifteenth. You gonna eat whenever you eat, yeah. and sometimes it might be a flurry. And sometimes it might be some dry seasons. Yeah. So you, so I you went through a dry season, bro. <laughs> Man, we all had. Like, yeah. sometimes the dry season, <laughs> bro, you got to go through the dry season. You seasons. have to. And you never realize, well, I'm not going to say you never. You start realizing it the more you go through. But my first dry season, bro, I'm like. It, it, it tell you a lot about yourself. Really? Why is that? What 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 what, what it tell you? First of all, how long was your dry season? Man, it was about five months. Five months. I'm talking zero dollars, <laughs> nothing. And it came like, it came in 2019, uh, and it came off of a good month. That's, so I that, had that's just how made be, like though. 65 grand. <laughs> my account. I think it was the first time I had a hundred thousand dollars in my account at one time. And I was in the point where I was trying to hire people. That's, uh, the, bro, that's the hardest part of business. Yeah. But once you crack that code, it, 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 it's like math. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Creating a system that could train eight, 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 play, eight players. But uh, I ain't had that system at that time. So I was putting a lot of trust in the people, and we wasn't getting the results. But I was still spending the still money. Still spending the money. Still spending the money, and it – it's kind of demoralizing when you just watching it go down. Just you know, you hear that that saying, "Savers are losers," and like I wasn't saving money, but I had a bank account. And I'm like, shit, I don't want to drop. You know, when you get these little mental notes in your mind, I ain't like, going I'm under broke. this. Like under this, I'm broke. Yep, it, it, it's, it's just as good as zero. So I'm just watching it go down, go down, and I'm like, you know, and you gotta do something. Gotta do something. We getting deals, they falling through. COVID was coming, was creeping up, and, bro, I won't say my account, it definitely got under 10 grand. Like, I was definitely going down to zero, and I was like, all right, I'm a, I might need to, you know, go ahead and hustle a glass shop out here and, you know, go make some money so I could have funds to put in the business. But, uh, shit, God always come through. God, God always come through. <laughs> That's, That's the a... first core value in my business, dog. And, hey, that's a you know it's 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 as as business people you know people always see the wins we have and that's a big part of it and it's real but the other it's another side of that because the wins ain't something that's always happening we go through those seasons mm -hmm. it, it's shit like that happening every entrepreneur I know that's successful then been through that yeah then been there and had a season where it's like man shit ain't it ain't going right now it's been a good it's been a dry three four months I need a bag my bag getting low it happens it happens to all of us bro. But in those moments, a test like that, 
Cause that's all it is. That's that's it's just a test to see yeah. like if you really built for this shit. Is this truly what you want to do? Yeah. Cause a lot of people going forward, they're gonna be like, fuck this, I'm running to the job. I'm running, yeah. I'm like, fuck, I ain't doing this no more. This 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 too hard. Like, talk about when you going through those seasons, the mentality you have to know, like, oh, it's brighter day is coming and not to give up. Yeah. Like, how do you stick with that? Stick so with like, it. Man, one thing I gotta say is like you will hear people on Instagram always talking about. Oh, you hear people say, like, Instagram, you don't show L's, you just show, show dubs. But, like, it's not for that. Exactly. Yo, yo, your L season is for... For you. Between your two ears. Exactly. Like, I was in church yesterday, bro, and the pastor said, a lot of us deal with pain alone. Well, everybody got their alone pain. And that's, at the end of the day, that's what's going through your mind. And when you going through that L season... Don't nobody know the answers except for you. You know what I'm saying? That answer, that question you got to answer is not can I, it's will I. Will I. Because you can always, it's always can I. Nothing impossible. Nothing under the sun is created twice. It's, you got all the tools here. You just ain't got in front the right one yet. Yeah. So it came to that point to me, like, who who am I? Like, am, am I somebody that's go quit, fold, or am I somebody that's go figure this out? And with God, you know, in faith, you that domino always go fall. And when you in that season where you feel like you just taking so many L's and things not going right, that's really because you wasn't ready for that dub yet. You wasn't ready for for the blessings, for the responsibility because money just a product. That's all it is. It's like like I don't. I thank God for blessing me with opportunity and situations. I don't <clears throat> thank Him for blessing me with a dollar. Facts. Man. Cause you could see the worst person in the world, and the most most fucked up people could be rich, cause they do the the necessary things to, to produce get money. Exactly. So it's a product, you know. So at that's the end game. of the day, go ahead. I said that's game. Yeah. At the end of the day, like is is millionaires. You gotta be a millionaire in your head, because people become millionaire by practicing millionaire habits. Mm. Yeah. Then eventually the the the, the execution it. line up, and you get the result. You, you to everybody you else, preaching. it looked like it was overnight, but you weren't with me in the. What did, what did he say? You weren't with me shooting. You weren't with me shooting in the gym. That's a fact. You bro. Done. Yeah, I, I, I say it all the time, bro. You got to be a millionaire long before you got a million in your in your bank account. I mean, yeah. and you got to like well, you just perfectly described. It. You got to have those habits, bro. Whatever yeah. that is, whatever industry you in, you got to see who's successful in this industry. Let me watch them. You know what I'm saying? They say there's nothing wrong with copying people as long as you're copying the right cat. That's what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just said nothing is created twice. You, so you, Any new thing you see, even the technology, the AI, everything they use to create that is here. It's here. Where you think they get it from? They, we, <laughs> they, they have, got it. <laughs> you're right. You, <laughs> you talking some shit, bro. That's, that's, that's uh, damn, bro. That's, that's, that's very, very powerful because it is... Like you said, we talk about the wins all the time. And I love talking about the wins. But the reason I be like I like talking about the losses, because the losses is it bring it bring more out of you. Like the the to win is gonna require a lot out of you too. But to come out of an L is gonna require even more. Because when you when you winning, it's easy to be strong mentally. It's easy to have a good attitude when you're winning. Everything is easier. It's easy to be like Oh, we about to do this, or I know I could do this because everything going well, but going good. But what about when it's going bad? Do you still got that mentality that you like? No, nah, I can't shit stop me. Or I'm gonna get it right. Or I still, I'm still gonna be disciplined. I'm still gonna have a good attitude. I'm still gonna put my best foot forward. Is you gonna have that 
mentality. And I've been seeing plenty of motherfuckers that didn't completely switch fold when shit went bad. Yeah, and it's like you, it tell you it's going. You don't know who you are until you really going through some shit. Till you face adversity. You bro. face some adversity, and then you do what you said you was gonna do in a moment of adversity. That's when you're gonna be like, no, nah, I'm really that motherfucker that I think I am. Like, I'm actually this. What make us remember Michael Jordan so much? Man, what make us, in my, from my opinion, beyond the wins is knowing that the, all those L's he took to Detroit before he got to the win, knowing uh, coming out of retirement. Going back, getting back on top, and not leaving. You know what I'm saying? Started so he pretty much came to Chicago, a fucking twenty some win team, and built them up to success. Yeah, and it's like when they paint the picture of Jordan, what you go see? You go see the flu game. Yup. Or you go see the story of him not making his varsity team. Yup. Or you go see the poster of him missing ten thousand shots. Yep. Or, or Thomas Edison. You go see how many <laughs> times he got it wrong before he got it right. Yeah. So it's like the proof in the pudding. And what we get, we in this instant gratification era where it's like we got access to everything. And and, and, and like us, everybody around our age, we got caught in the middle of this because it's like we got a little taste of the world before that and then yeah. we got this world. Got but it's like world. you could just go get McDonald's when you want to. You get fast food. You could get online and order clothes this fast. And what that does is it creates the norm. Like I got to have this right now. You might get on Instagram and see me saying I just made half a million yeah, in a month. Exactly. But I ain't posting on Instagram that I blew through 100000 You know what I'm saying? So what people start doing is they compare themselves. Comparison to Thief of All Joy. And they, 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 they attach a time frame to their success. But at the same time, what you got to remember is that your plan is not somebody else's plan. God got a different plan God for different all plan. of us. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it might, I done seen people come through, because I, I teach people how to get in real estate too. And one of the first things I tell my students is, you're going to see people in here get a deal in a week. You might be the person that get a deal in a week. But you might also be that person that it might take you seven months to get your first deal. But what I don't want is for you to think, a uh, 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 short sell yourself, make you lesser, Cause you saw somebody else bubble a little earlier, mm -hmm. because it, the little baby said this on his song. What he said, it ain't about first; it's about who lasts. Who lasts? Yeah. So it's like that shit stick with me. Like no, the, it's a marathon. It ain't a sprint. The, 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 that's 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 all business is. It's nothing but who gonna be here the longest? Is you gonna be really able to stand the test of time? And because success ain't really nothing but longevity anyway. Anybody can have a goddamn. A winning, a winning season, a winning year, or whatever like that, and that's commendable because that's hard to do. But at the end of the day, you want to be in this shit twenty. I, 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 it's this, it's this interview that Birdman did, like when Cash Money was coming up. He said, he said, we ain't no fly by night, and we gonna mm -hmm. be here, we gonna be here to stay. And yeah. That's how I look. That's how I look at life and business. Like I'm doing this, I'm gonna be here to stay. I ain't going nowhere. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. But that's real though. That's real, like man, because you, like I, like I said, you could anybody could have a, 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 a winning moment. You know what I'm saying? It's just do you you want to don't to, get hyped for the moment. Don't get hyped for the, <laughs> man. You want to be a legend in this shit. You want to have a real legacy. You got to have longevity. And you got to do this shit yeah. for a long period of time. And in those periods, it ain't always going to be good, which is why you already got to be set in stone on who you are as a person and yeah. your character and all that. So you know, like, 
you know bad times come, you gonna, you know good times gonna come, but you preparing for all that. Yeah. But with that being said, though, this is important. I wanted to talk about this going because something you mentioned earlier. You talked about saving a little bit. I can't remember exactly what you said. Savers are losers. Yeah, you said savers is losers, but you don't. You feel like that until you hit a fucked up period, and you be like, "Oh, I should have been saving that bird here." Yeah, <laughs> it, that don't mean make stupid decisions exactly. with your money. You know what I'm saying? Like, you still at the end of the day, sometimes you gotta. Cause I ain't gonna say I ain't made dumb decisions. We are, bro. We all have. Like, bro. that's the best teacher is L's. <laughs> Damn, I, I spent how much in the club? Like, shit, don't get you me would spend six thousand right quick in the club. You start looking at your account. Oh, I got this. Okay. We you do that a few times in that, you know, you when you start stacking money in your account, you might notice a hundred dollars. Then you start getting up to certain amounts. You don't notice. You don't 100, notice hundred dollars no more. Nope. You know, I now nah, I check my bank account every morning, every single morning. But I got to a point where I, I thought it was cool to not be on top of my finances, and I really never noticed unless like it's a a, a big figure change, like from forty to thirty or. You know, uh, under a hundred thousand or under two hundred. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you got to pay attention to no finances because money get funny. No, real quick. It get it it, it could get funny. So you 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 got especially in new top. construction. I bet. Cause let me like one thing you what you would do in new construction. I made this mistake too. Is you arrive Peter to pay Paul. So you you playing with bank money. You know, um, and and they putting all this money into your account. And it nothing always is adding up. So say you spent thirty thousand on a lumber package, but you told the bank you was gonna spend fifty on it. And nothing nothing wrong with that, but at the end of the day, it's kind of think of it like insurance. Insurance always pay more. So you would get that drop for fifty thousand, so you got twenty left over. You start what a lot of people start doing is not realize you need that twenty somewhere else in the in the project. What I started doing is using that extra money to buy more deals, basically running too fast, buying, buying deals till you get to a point where you got 100000 left to draft off your loan, but your GC saying we got like another 180 to finish this project. <laughs> so on my first deal, I, I made a big mistake like that, and shit, I got lucky. You know, I got lucky to where I sold the house, I had, you know, reserve funds and was good on that situation, but... You gotta pay attention to money, cause no, you, <laughs> you, you got to, man. I, this, this like, I, I see a lot of new entrepreneurs and stuff, and they talk about how they not saving, they invest in everything, invest in everything, and I be like, that's cool. I had that mentality too at some point, but it's like, once you invest in everything, you opening yourself up to get hit, and if you get hit, it's business at the end of the day. We all can get hit. If you get hit, if you don't got that blanket. Or, or or that that that, thing, reserve. that reserve to fall back on, you gonna be you fucked. It like, put you out. It's gonna put you. It's gonna put you out under all that shit. So you need. We we all want to be investing, putting our business. You know what I'm saying? Handling business, doing what we need to do. But at the end of the day, you need that. You need those reserves too. Ain't nothing wrong with having a look. You don't want all your bread sitting in the bank, but ain't nothing wrong with having some bread sitting in the bank now. Yeah. You gotta fucking save your money so it can save you in some fucked up situations. Bro, you want getting a new construction, you gotta have money in the bank. Like that's the I mean, that's like the biggest risk in real estate is is development. Development. And 08, like that's what put a lot of people out the game is having all these loans, you know, 20, 30 million in loans yeah. and the bank saying, Y'all gotta you gotta come up off that. Like right now, 
I don't care about none of that. Like, you come up off that or we come in foreclose and take everything. Taking everything. And messing your name up, so. Your name is everything. Yeah. Mm, that's, Facts. This, 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 um, the final question I got for you. I, well, I got two. So, the first one is, what's your top three books? Yeah. And the second one is, if you have a message to somebody that's listening to this and they was where you was at when you was in school, you trying to, like, figure out, like, man, what am I going to do? Like, what's your best piece of actionable advice for them? Yeah. So, Rich, my, my top three books is, uh, of course, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first books that, like, what I can just remember getting into and, like, falling in love with the concept of that book. Me too. Um, the Laws of Human Nature is like a dictionary. Mm. I'm reading, that's by Robert Greene. So, if you heard of 48 Laws of Power. Yeah, you wrote that too. Yeah, I ain't read that one, but The Laws of Human Nature is the one that, like, I'm constantly reading that book. Like, why, I'm why, studying why is that it. important to you? Bro, because one thing that's crazy is you, you could be young. You know, I've been doing this since I was 20 years old. I'm 25 now. But what happens is when you get experienced success as a youngin, a lot of people, they come to you and they telling you, bro, you got it all figured out. Like, I wish I was, you know, doing this at your age. And you'll start believing that. Yep. Because in this day and age, if you got money, you got everything You got everything. Out. You got respect. In you America. Got, you got everything. You got everything. And like I just said, you have the most fucked up people <clears throat> being rich out here and everybody think they just all good. And what I start realizing is, like, I started believing that. But Getting ahead of your, you live yourself. in life, you get humbled. You know what I'm saying? So I started paying attention to, like, you know, as a man, you got to know how to control your emotions, uh, keeping your mindset, you know, just that balance all around, even your health. Checking your ego. Your ego, your health, you know, staying, working out in the gym because the other side of entrepreneurship is burnout, you know. Yep. And, bro, like, you think in your mind that I'm young, I'm good, I can work, 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 work. But when you don't pay attention to that, you'll start feeling it in your body. Like, I start getting to points where I couldn't even, I'm struggling to make it through a day. You know, sometimes you forget to eat. You know, you wake up, drink some water, look look up at the clock. It's 5 o'clock. You're like, damn, I ain't even ate. Ain't ate. Like, you probably could speak to that. You know, yeah. when, once you get in motion, it's like, it's, I'm not worried about nothing else. Yeah. You know, so uh, that was like a real big teacher for me to just learning that shit. I wanted to make money as fast as I can, so then I got that checked off. But I still got a lot of areas in life yeah. that I can work on. And that's what's exciting is that you could still get that much better. And those things just going to make your pockets bigger. So. <laughs> but that's a bar, boy. That's a, that's a fucking yeah. bar. Because a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we do just focus on, we could get we could get caught up and focus on one area of life without knowing you got to be for well-rounded in this shit. If you going back to, like I said, if you really want really to have that longevity, you got to make yeah. sure your spirit right. Your mental right, your physical right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not just your pockets, but a lot of times we do just focus on the money, 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 getting the money, and neglect a lot of those other things, and then start wondering why, like, man, why I feel like I'm depressed, or why I feel like I ain't got no mental clarity, I ain't got no peace of mind, it's because we neglecting all these other things that yeah. you know we need to be focusing on. Because it don't fucking matter how much money you got, and when you be, and at nighttime you laying in the bed and you thinking like, man, bro, like, why my I, I ain't got no peace of mind. Bro, one of the best, like, pieces of advice I got was how you think about yourself alone is really the, the like, how, that tell you where you at in your state of mind. Not, like, whereas you can't, you got to learn how to block out the compliments 
Because if you believe in when they tell you you the best, you go believe in when they tell, tell you, you you the, the worst. worst. Yep. So reading books like The Laws of Human Nature, um, Culture Hacks, that's another book by David Deal. That's a real good book because it talk about the difference in thinking from the Western Hemisphere to the Eastern Hemisphere. And we, in the West, we taught to think straight line. Straight line, and in the Eastern Hemisphere, the Asian, you know, all on that side, the East. Mm -hmm. I ain't never been there, but they think more circular. It's not like it's a right or wrong, but everything is perspective. You know, in reality, the truth is really the perspective, the lens you see it from. So being able to start observing situations, and it all help you in business. It all help you in life. Like, life lessons is business lessons. Like, it is. At the end of the day, you try to, they say don't mix business and pleasure, but really what it mean is create good habits in your personal life, and it's going to show in your business life. It is. Bad habits in your personal life, Personal business. life goes showing your business life. Mm -hmm. So just learning how to, you know, analyze situations without even necessarily speaking and, and, and not, you know, dictating the outcome, but still knowing, like, what the outcome might be or how to deal with certain people that you come into business with, you know. So uh, that book was real good, uh, Culture Hacks by David Deal. Mm. So when I started picking up the mindset books, and I, I already, like, I'm a visionary. So I don't really, I never thought I was like this, like extra smart person or gifted with these talents. I just like always felt like, they say time your greatest asset, but I always felt like I ain't had time. I always felt like that. Really? And it's cause I heard this quote by Tupac one time. He was like a black man in America, you got to you 30. Cause what we, what a good percentage of us share in common, by the time we 30, we got a kid. Yep. We might have been to jail. I ain't been to jail, but front, a lot of my friends have, you know. Or uh, you, you in some type of life situation, and at that point, the system just sucking you, you dry. So, like, I heard that quote, but even before hearing that quote, I just always felt like I ain't got time. And it was really, it's a blessing and a curse, but I just always felt like, Shit, I could be here today, gone tomorrow. That's facts. And it, it's witnessing death, you know what I'm saying? Seeing, you know, like watching people die, like in person, seeing it kind of, that's probably what opened my eyes to that. It's like, damn, we were just playing basketball, now he on the ground dead, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I'd be like, like it, 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 you could be here today, gone tomorrow. And, and, and the definition of an asset is something I could control. I can't control time. I could dictate how it worked for me, <laughs> but I can't stop it. They could do it, but I can't make the clock go backwards, none of that. So time is your greatest liability until you have a healthy mindset and know how to control it. Then it becomes your greatest asset. 90% of people don't know how to use time. They wasting it. They waste it. They That's wasting a bar, it. dog. Like, for real. And that just come from me just thinking, like, Nah, bro, like, it, it sounds good to say that. It feels good, but are you really, is time right. really You're an right. asset it's for a, you? You're right. <laughs> time is not a, if you wasting, if you wasting it, it ain't an asset. It ain't, because you don't control it. Because you, you, and, you, and you just, you just, and you wasting it and wasting it and wasting it. Yeah. So Man. I go off this motto, progress over perfection, bro. It's tatted on me. Right there. Yeah, it's tatted. No, tripping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tripping, but it's tatted on my own, bro. No, no that's. If I could get better every day, then. 
No, that's that. Yeah, you you just <laughs> made me think of something differently. That time, that time thing you just said. That's 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 a. Look, I'll say this. How how I see it is, I be like, I got time to get it right, but I ain't got time to fuck around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I ain't got time yeah. to waste, but you I don't. got time. I got time to get it right, but no time to fuck around and you waste. Get complacent. For yeah. Like my best mentors is like. Bro, you will never find somebody that's truly wealthy and they just sitting on their ass lazy. Unless they retire. Yeah, and, and even retired yeah. people, they still... They still work. They, they they don't... But is it really work? Nope. Is this work for you? Nope. You know what I'm saying? So it... It, it ain't. It, you got to do it. You got to fall in love with it. You got to execute it for it to really become your passion. But it's like, we ain't getting rich to sit down and be lazy. Like this life is about how many people you could touch. So you could bro. touch how much, how, how much impact you could have, how much help you. Because that's all. That's how I look at money. I'm like, man, the more money I get, the more I can help people. The more I could do all the dope things that I I'm passionate about and impact more people, impact my family. You that's, got the touch, huh? like you a first generation. Yeah, exactly. First so generation. it's like for a lot of us, the job ain't finished. We just getting catching up. The race, like. I'm not going to speak on too much, but I mean, shit, we ain't just born with this. Like, real estate, some people that I come across, they they got it already. Got like, it. this person, such and such, passed away. I just inherited a farm, this and that. So, it's like, facts. you don't even realize that we just caught up. So, not a real work is figuring out how we could keep this keep it. for generations that's, after I'm dead and gone, like, we good. That's going to build on, that's going to build on what we've been doing. We good. You know, the, you yeah. know? Damn, so you got to yeah. have that money-making mindset, bro. Mm. Got to. And my, my, my final question I have for you was, what's your best piece of advice for somebody that's watching this, listening, that that was where you was at five, six years ago? Man, I'm going to give you the best piece of advice that I got. One of my mentors sat me down one time, and it was when I was contemplating dropping out of school, and he told me, he was like, Abram, you only got 100%. Like, you ain't got 150, you ain't got 200, nothing. You got 100%. That's it. You could you choose how you use that 100%. You could try to give 20 to school, 20 to your business, 20 to your other business, or you could get that whole 100 and put your head down to one thing, really execute it, and then it's going to open up all those other opportunities. So, like, for anybody watching this, it's easy to get on Instagram. It's easy to get on these podcasts. You go hear me talk about real estate. You go hear somebody else next week talking about Forex. <laughs> you go hear somebody else talking about flipping cars. Flipping cars yeah. The reality is they all work. If you could find somebody that then created wealth through it, that means, like I said, it nothing worked. created twice under the sun. Yeah. But you got to focus, and you can't work off of what, what happened is you see this podcast, and, and I, I done done it before. Shit, I, 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 that's another story, but <laughs> I, I got a Sprinter van because of this. From Word. seeing some damn shit, getting motivated briefly, and saying, all right, let's go do this, you know? <laughs> and what I tell people is motivation is an emotion. You can't, yes, motivation is a great emotion, great feeling, but you can't bank off your motivation. Because what, what is emotions? That shit go up and down. Up and down. But focus and commitment is an action. You, you, you decide to be focused to something. You, you de decide to be committed to it. So I don't wake up every day feeling like doing this. I don't. But at the end of the day, some days, a lot of days, I do wake up motivated. But there's also a lot of days where you know. I wake up and I'm like, 
damn, I'm just not feeling it. But that focus and that commitment, and you know, that why, all of that together is what ultimately make you get up and keep practicing those habits that got you where you at. So it's only 100% of you. Choose where you put your focus at. That's a bar, bro. And I can't, I can't, I can't say nothing better than that to wrap that to wrap, to wrap it up. But before I let you go, bro, I want to say I appreciate you taking the time to come out here, come on the show. I appreciate you gave you, a lot bro. of gems and value. And I want you to before I let you go, plug in all your stuff where people could uh, follow you, like everything you got going on. Just plug. Yeah. It. Well, before I say that, bro, shout out to you, dog. Shout out to you and your um your wife, your lady, because mm-hmm. we need more of this. Thank you, like bro. giving us this platform to you know, go inspire people. Cause ultimately, like I just said, I mean, money is cool and all, but how many people you change? Like Jay-Z said, over here, we measure success by how many people successful Just next to you. Yeah. Over here, we say you broke if everybody <laughs> broke except, except for you. you. So it's like, <laughs> you opening up a podcast, building this platform, and also most people don't see these L's. This shit started as one or two people or nobody tuning in. Yep. But you knew, hey, people that the, the streets need this yeah they need this That's so right. i want to thank you for you know building this platform because without stuff like this you don't heard me say i got into this by you know being on platforms watching platforms like this observing other people like me getting on here and telling their story telling their truth so thank y'all for that man that's um, love bro for anybody that want to get in contact with me my own name on Instagram is my first name, Abram, A-B-R-A-M. My last name, Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L, underscore. That's how you can find me everywhere. Mm. You hear me talking about Triple M Method, money-making mindset, bro. Yeah, I, I, I love that right there, man. <laughs> yeah. Y'all tap in with my bro Abram on everything, man. Y'all, y'all heard all the value he just brought on the show, so definitely tap in with bro. And y'all can find me on all platforms. I'm on Instagram at the official Xavier Miller. I'm on TikTok, Twitter, everywhere else at Xavier C. Miller. And y'all can follow the Millionaire Mindsets podcast on all platforms as well. And that's all I have for y'all on this episode of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No, Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant.